welcome to the ABCA's podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Brownlee. This episode is brought to you by our friends over at Team Builder. Team Builder is the premier strength and conditioning app for baseball teams. Team Builder is used by 11 organizations in Major League Baseball. Baseball coaches from travel to college teams can write training programs or choose from pre-designed training programs built by professional baseball strength coaches, all for as low as $50 per month. Personally, we used Team Builder when I was coaching at Western Illinois University. It's very user-friendly and streamlines all of your programming. It also makes training sessions on or off campus easier to access for your athletes. Right now, when you start a 14-day free trial, use promo code ABCA to receive four free baseball-specific strength and conditioning training programs directly into your account. In just one click, you can set your team up with a professionally designed strength training program delivered to every player's mobile app every single day. You can reach out to Hewitt Tomlin over at Team Builder on Twitter at T-E-A-M B-U-I-L-D-R, or on their website at www.teambuilder.com or via phone at 240-528-7848 and let Hewitt know that the ABCA sent you. And now on to the ABCA podcast. We have something new for you all on the ABCA podcast. Longtime college coaches, head coach at San Diego State, Mark Martinez, and head coach at Northwestern University, Spencer Allen, are putting on their podcast host hats. They're interviewing MLB Diversity Pipeline Director Tyrone Brooks and Brewers Outfield and Base Running Coordinator Quentin Berry. Coach Allen is in his fourth season as the head coach at Northwestern University and his 18th season coaching overall. Coach Martinez is in his seventh season as the head coach at San Diego State and has 30-plus years of college coaching experience. Tyrone Brooks has a wealth of experience at the Major League Baseball level. He has 20-plus years in with Major League Baseball, working with the Atlanta Braves, Cleveland Indians, and Pittsburgh Pirates. He's worked as a scout, director of baseball operations, director of baseball administration, director of player personnel, and now is the senior director of Major League Baseball's front office and field staff diversity pipeline program. Quentin Berry played collegiately from Coach Martinez and Tony Gwynn at San Diego State. He played for 14 different MLB organizations in 12 professional seasons and played five years at the major league level for five different organizations. He's in his second season coaching for the Milwaukee Brewers. It was a pleasure to sit in and listen to all four of these pros. It was great to listen in with all four of them, and anyone will pick up a ton of great ideas. Take it away, Coach Allen and Coach Martinez. All right, Ryan, thanks uh, for, for the introduction. I also just want to thank uh, the ABCA for, for having us. Um, like Ryan said, my name is uh, Spencer Allen, uh, head baseball coach, Northwestern University. Been coaching uh, in some sense, m- mainly in college um, for, for 17 years now, and uh, just been, been truly blessed to, uh, to, to be in the game. Uh, baseball's taken me a, a lot of different places, as I'm sure it has for you. Today, I get uh, an awesome opportunity to um, really bring in, be, be a co-host, a guest co-host um, with uh, Coach Martinez. And uh, Coach, if you want to give uh, your intro. Yeah. Uh, well, first and foremost, again, thank you to the ABCA and 
Um, gosh, what a humbling experience to be, have an opportunity to talk to, 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 you know, some great people in the game of baseball. I'm just so excited and to, to sit, sit uh, beside you, Spencer, it's an honor. So thank you. Thank you for uh, the opportunity. Uh, I'm the old guy in the group. I've been uh, coaching for 30 years. Um, they couldn't kick me out. So I've been hanging on for a long time and and I'm just blessed to have the opportunity to be in the game and, and just uh, want to, you know, we'll, we'll get into it later. But I just want to thank, you know, so many people that have supported me throughout the my career. And, and this is part of it, too. Again, I'm just very humbled and not honored to have this opportunity. So looking forward to diving in and, and talking some uh, professional development for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, so guys, uh, how we got here uh, two and a half years ago, uh, the ABCA formed um, the Diversity Committee. And it, I was, again, uh, honored and blessed to be a, a part of this. Um, throughout the, 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 the two years, we've come up with two main initiatives. Um, youth baseball really trying to, to grow that and grow minority uh, participation uh, amongst uh, youth baseball. And then the, the reason we're here today is uh, professional development. Um, and and I, I just, I do want to make sure to, to give credit. Um, so our, our chair who's put in a lot of work, uh, Carrick Jackson uh, down at Southern, Tyrone who, who's joining us today, who you'll get just some some great knowledge in, in the work that, that, that Tyrone's doing. Kenny Fulman, uh, Bonnie Hoffman, Richard Canner, Steph Lewis, Mark, Mark Coach Martinez here, uh, Kimia Massey, uh, Mervo Melendez, Tony Regans, and Jeremy Schietner all make up um, the diversity committee and all have just done some, some outstanding work um, in, 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 uh, in, in made some, some great progress. Okay. So just thank you. I, we just want to thank the, the, the ABCA. Um, we'll, we'll give a little bit more information towards the back end, just on uh, some things, ways to, to follow us and join us. Um, but today, the, the reason you joined in to, to listen to us today is just to hear from two great uh, individuals in the game of baseball. Um, and we're going to start with, with you, Tyrone. How are we doing today? Yeah, doing well. Appreciate it, Spence. Glad to be here. Yeah. So, so Tyrone, would you mind go ahead and just uh, share um, your story, you know, of, of your, your career and, and um, you know, what, what you're doing now? Yeah, just to start out, uh, this is my, my 25th year working in baseball, and uh, this has definitely been uh, the weirdest year uh, in my, my career thus far. Uh, but, you know, looking at uh, my, my background, um, you know, I was very fortunate to work in the front office of, uh, with, uh, for, for 20 years working in front offices and also out in the field uh, with the Atlanta Braves, uh, Cleveland Indians, and Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, during the course of that time, I was able to get my start coming right out of college at, at the University of Maryland, uh, where I, I was not a student athlete there, but it was something that I really wanted to find a way to to break into sport, but, uh, but specifically baseball being something I had always loved and, and grew up playing. It was just a great opportunity to get started when I first did uh, actually through a program called the Career Initiative Program with Atlanta, which was developed by Hank Aaron uh, and Stan Kasten. Uh, Stan Kasten is now the president and CEO of the Dodgers. So uh, I'm just thankful that that door was open and I was able to just to make the best of that opportunity to get started. Uh, but I, I enjoyed a great run in Atlanta for 11 years with them. Uh, I was with Cleveland for three years during the course of uh, time there with them. 
and then six years in the front office with the Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, which was great to be part of an organization at that time was totally rebuilding and be part of that organization, turning things around uh, and then making the playoffs three straight years, 13, 14 and 15. So uh, really great, a great time there. Um, for me, uh, when you always look around the game, you look for people that look like yourself. And, uh, and even as a kid growing up in Baltimore, going to Orioles games for the first time when I saw individuals on the field like Eddie Murray and Al Bunbury, Ken Singleton, you know, that was something for me that resonated as a young kid. And uh, in 2016, Major League Baseball reached out to me about creating the diversity pipeline program. And it was something that for me, it was always important. I've always tried to give back and help others regardless of who they are. Here was a structured opportunity to give back to so many uh persons of color and women trying to break into baseball. And uh, so I've been the senior director of that program since 2016. Uh, it's opened up a lot of different doors for individuals to get into the game of baseball, whether coaching, scouting, getting into front offices, uh, truly about building a pipeline. Uh, and it's really a partnership amongst our 30 major league clubs in our office at, in, based in New York City. So something I'm just very proud to be a part of and how we're making a difference going forward and glad to be here also helping with the ABCA and this diversity base diversity and baseball committee. All right. Well, I guess my turn to introduce, uh, uh, um, our other guests, uh, you know, Quentin Berry, uh, you know, Quentin, uh, I think everybody knows this is that you surround yourself with great people and, and everyone knows that the great players make great coaches. And, uh, you know, Quentin, Quentin's a guy that's impacted my life, um, as a, as a baseball coach and, uh, has made me a better coach um, with, with that definitely some ups and some downs and some uh, head budding along the way. Um, but uh, he, he is still impacting uh, uh, San Diego State's baseball program um, currently with the Milwaukee Brewers. But uh, Quentin's impacted our, you know, again, my life and, and a lot of young people on, uh, on our campus. And so without further ado, Quentin Berry from the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah, thank you, everybody, for having me and allowing me to be a part of this. Um, I think it's awesome. Um, very grateful for Coach Martinez getting me involved. Uh, like you said, we've been button heads for a while, but for good reason. Man, it's, hard. it's tough to, to play for Martinez without button heads a little bit. But No, nah, but, um, you know, I'm from San Diego, born and raised here. Um, went to San Diego State uh, 05 and 06 and then was drafted out of there, played – 13 professional seasons, uh, a wild ride. It was, it was, a, it was something, something very special, uh, a lot of ups and downs, but that's part of the game. Um, part of 14 different organizations during that time. Um, and I like to say for good reasons. I don't like to tell people, make it seem like it was bad reasons. You know, I was able to do some pretty special things in my time, parts of five years in the big league, uh, five different uh, big league clubs, um, four playoff appearances. And, you know, I finished with the Brewers, um, and we were a game out of the playoffs. And pretty much at the end of that, they, they showed interest in me and wanted me to try to see if I can join the staff and, and help out on that in that capacity. So I was fortunate to, to build relationships along the way. And it worked out to where I was able to um, turn it into a second part of my career, um, something I never knew I would do, be, be part of baseball after done playing. But I, I really love what I do. Um, and I'm fortunate to have availability from Tyrone. And we, we had a conversation right before I took the job. And, and having, having those resources was so huge um, 
to, to bring comfort to me and, and motivation to, to get in on this side of, of baseball. So very, very grateful for him and, and his time and uh, helping me through this transition. But I'm in my second year of coaching for the Brewers, outfield and base running coordinator, um, and I'm enjoying it. And once you get on this side, I, I really started to enjoy watching the game of baseball again and, and, and the love of the game. So, you know, when you play towards the end of your career, some some of the business parts kind of get in the way of the, the, the nature of the game. And I love it. And talking with Tinez and going back to San Jose is, is huge for me. It, it, it gives me uh, that love and support that I first got, that foundation that I first had. So I appreciate everybody here and, and, and excited to be here and have these conversations. Quentin, um, yeah, I guess that's, uh, you, you, that's uh, go ahead, Spencer. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no go, go ahead, Mark. Go ahead. Um, I, I think I, I would like for you to maybe expand on a little bit, kind of, you know, as you were transitioning from a player, you know, and, and I'm sure when you got on the backside of your career, I'm sure that there were rumblings, you know, people talking to you even while you're playing. Um, but but kind of what was that? that turning point or the one thing that kind of helped you move into that position. I think it's, you know, for, for people that, you know, again, trying to create opportunity, um, you know, you're very fortunate to play, you know, in the big leagues and do all that stuff, but, you know, I'm sure they were rumbling. They were talking about it as you're kind of getting on the backside of your career. What's that one thing that you can maybe turn to that, that kind of helped you, you know, transition into that or kind of push you into that role that you have now? Um, I think it was um, the lack of playing time in the minor leagues, which allowed me to watch and help players. Um, and I kind of really took over that role of like being a captain and, and, and going through these same scenarios with these players, like having an understanding for what they're going through. I read body language very well and I know exactly what that feels like and being able to build that relationship with these guys and to impact them in the game. And then, to get their feedback and how appreciative they were and how much it helped was very rewarding for me. So towards the end of my career, when I was watching the game and, and, and trying to help teach the game to the younger guys who were coming up, um, it was, it was, it meant a lot to me. It, it did on a level that I never thought it would. And then I, that was when I truly understood and I knew that this is what I wanted to do once I was done playing. Was there one person that you felt like that you could lean on during that time that was kind of being your mentor or, um, or is it, was it a collective group of guys? You know, I know Tyrone kind of helped you kind of do, do that stuff, but is there some other people that you maybe can think of that, that kind of, you know, helped you kind of move that direction? Yeah, I think, I think it's a collection of people, you know, you are one, you know, always being around you and hearing you motivate the entire um, San Diego State Ball Club, um, the difference between Tony Gwynn when he did it, you know, that, that nurturing and then that being there with so much information and then that combination with you where it was hard-nosed, you need to be able to put out more every time and, and be the best you you could possibly be and really work hard to to be great. Um, those things really stuck out to me and I still carry with me to this day. Um, but there's definitely a collection of people, you know, as far as like little Tony and and other coaches that I've played with um, that have made a huge impact on me, uh, how I go about my business, how how it means to be a coach, to be a friend, to be a leader, all those things that I think that go into coaching. So I try to carry as much of everybody that I can. Oh, that's 
That's awesome. Yeah, the the, the, the words I had or heard there were, were just, you know, inspiration. You got some inspiration, got a little bit of, of everybody. I, I know when when I came to the end of my career and uh, as, as a second baseman with no arm strength and no power and, and didn't run great, it, you know, regardless, I think for everybody, that, that's a tough time. You know, it's a tough, tough transition, um, you know, for, for those that are playing. I, you know, I, I had the, I was lucky to, enough to have a coach ask me, hey, you know, I, I think you should get into coaching. It kind of gave me that almost just refocused me. I wrote, I, I've, I've had the, the honor to be a part of a couple different uh, you know, panels and listening. So many people have brought up and how you have done that, how you've, you've inspired them and kind of because uh, it can be a tough transition, I, I think, whether you're talking about from you know not playing or just you know getting out of college. How, how have you kind of guided um, and, and kind of you, you know built your philosophy to to try to inspire people? Yeah, I mean, first thing, I I, I think we all are a product of the network that we have around us, and, uh, and that's that's a huge element. You know, even with Q looking at the people that he's been involved with that helped him, uh, you're always going to have individuals that are going to be there. Uh, but it's also how can you even expand beyond that network, um, you know, to get information, you to have an idea of what options even exist out there. Uh, you know, the biggest thing we've tried to do uh, here at Major League Baseball and a lot of the work that we've tried to do is one, you know, build awareness that the opportunity does exist and how we can help that individual or individuals that really want to make a transition into it. Um, and, and really just trying to one, give individuals an idea of uh, the opportunity, what type of platform is out there for them, you know, what, what options do exist to break into the industry, understand the timing of the year, also when individual, what clubs are going to be hiring. Uh, and that's something that you have to learn as a certain art of also understanding, uh, you know, and information we can provide and help give individuals information about, hey, here's information who you can contact. These are you know, the farm directors with the various teams. So you can have an idea of individuals to reach out to. Um, you know, I also try to really make it a big point of, hey, let me look at your resume. Let me help you shape that and really help create the best product that you can have, you can have out there. Um, and really, and some of that, you really, it's good to have multiple eyes take a look at it. That's where you have your network that can really help you on that end. Uh, I, I, I look at resumes all the time. So it's something where I can typically pick up things very quickly if I see something here and there uh, and to give advice on how somebody can restructure this or that. And also start thinking about, you know, in terms of your references, you know, who are you going to have that's really going to go to bat for you? Uh, And that's where if you have three to four good people that you can really rely upon, uh, the biggest thing, they're going to be the ones that can help tell your story and can also, you can direct the clubs and, and and different programs that you're interested in um, you can help direct those people to those individuals. Uh, within our industry as a whole, everybody's going to be doing their homework on you to get an idea of your background. And that's where we're always being evaluated. And that's where you have to keep that in mind. Uh, so that point of really putting together your best product uh, is going to be important going through that whole process. But really just trying to create a framework, of letting people know this is the landscape of what options are going to exist for you. Uh, whether it's we have what's called the former player internship, which is a great opportunity for somebody that's coming off the playing field to transition. 
just things like having an idea of those different things that are available for somebody to make an opportunity. Uh, the one great thing is with a lot of our, our clubs in, in Major League Baseball, you know, for most in most cases, most clubs now have created you know, fourth coach opportunities, which has also created a great opportunity for somebody to break into uh, professional baseball they so desire. And uh, it's really trying to create as many opportunities as possible uh, and then helping that person really understand the landscape and going from there, going forward. Yeah, yeah that's that's special. You know, uh, Quinn, I, I was I was listening. I can't even remember who it was at this point, but I was, I was listening. Someone was talking about a podcast of, you know, building building skills. Really focus on you know, building skills. Don't you know? Obviously, networking is important. All the, all those things. After listening to you talk here for for the last you know fifteen minutes or so, I, I could tell that that you definitely have some skills that that come naturally to you. Um, as you break in and you, and you think about uh, the, the listeners out there, um, you know, what, what are some of the things on, on the professional side, some, some skills that, um, you know, people could, could focus on and, and really try to um, build upon as they're looking to get, uh, whether it's a, a career in professional baseball or just trying to, to move up in baseball? I think digging deep into the, to, to the people you're around um, is a huge mm -hmm. one. Um, sometimes you'll see people want to jump right into it and put their hands on something and, and start creating things and, and so ready. And I get it when you start getting into coaching and stuff like that. Um, you're so ready to instill your, your, your thoughts and ideas on the people. But I think such a big part of it is, is just getting in there, um, and, and getting to know the person, the individual. Um, and I like to tell people that for the most part, like, there's not one way to do anything. There's multiple different ways. Um, so being able to adapt to people, environments, it is huge. Um, like I said, being a part of 14 different organizations, um, I've been able to see a lot of different things, um, good, bad, and indifferent. But I just think it's very important to learn learn people um, and, and learn how they tick because everybody is different. And being able to adapt, that's such a big, big part of it. You got certain organizations that like to do certain things. You got certain organizations that don't. So you have to learn how to instill what you believe in, but be able to create in that different environment, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, building relationships, adapting. Yeah, that, those are, that, that's gold right there. That, that's that's great. Thanks, Quinn. Ty Tyrone, I think one thing that I heard from you is, is uh, you know, um, that stuck out for me was awareness, you know, and I think that, is there a misperception or, or, or whatever it might be is that you have to play professional baseball to be in professional baseball? I think creating that awareness, there's so many opportunities that you just discussed that, that maybe, you know, people don't know about. Um, and, and how do we create more awareness in that? And then how can we help do that with our group and, especially in the professional side, because I would say that there's probably a lot of people out there going, well, I didn't play, so I'm not going to have an opportunity to move into professional baseball. And, and what, from what I'm hearing from you is, is that's not true. Yeah. Mark, when it, when it comes to uh, the awareness piece, I mean, that's, that's really where we you really have to really honestly ask yourself in how did, how have I gone about, you know, uh, my process of, you know, as a, as a player, maybe playing at, at whatever level, how did I go about doing it? You know, 
um, and also talking to other people that can hopefully give you a real honest, honest assessment of in terms of how you've gone about treating others. Because uh, as I said, we're always going to be evaluated uh, from other people, and that's where your reputation is all going. It's going to be out there. Ask somebody that really can give you honest feedback in terms of how you've gone about it. You know how you've handled yourself in different situations. Um, you know, but then when you look at it, it, it truly now the way the game of baseball has, has really started to move toward, you know, it's not as much really if you've played at, at the pro level. You, know, you can look now uh, the way uh, a lot of our, our teams, especially within Major League Baseball, are starting to operate. You know, we're getting a lot of individuals that are coming now from the collegiate ranks that have been able to do a lot of great things and, and had good processes they've been involved with at the collegiate level that are truly transferable into professional baseball. And that's where it really doesn't truly matter if somebody has it. It's all really going to come down to how can you go about making a player the best they can be and also how quickly can you help that process to speed up the development of that player that you're involved with. And that's where it comes down to, to also where uh, how are you building those relationships with players and how are you helping them? You know, how are you helping them grow in, in, in different ways? And that's really because it comes down to how can you have, can you connect with that young player that you're dealing with and how can they, one, trust you? Uh, and that's where getting that interpersonal, getting to know that individual is going to be extremely important. Uh, and that's really what it, what it comes down to. One great thing that has really helped open up the door, especially technology. Uh, you look at and, and, and Q, you know a lot even from your organization, you know, technology is playing a bigger and bigger role uh, throughout the game of baseball. And uh, what's been doing, been going through a lot at the collegiate level, you know, a lot of MLB clubs themselves have really taken uh, to the point of using that as a, as a huge aspect that they're trying to build upon. Uh, and that's where, you know, having different technology, whether it's Rapsodo or Blast Motion, you know, hit tracks, things that are all out there that teams are using, uh, you know, electronic cameras, everything used to also break down biomechanical bio aspects of it. It all becomes a, Something that we're all looking to use that information, help our players get better. And how can we help them hopefully speed up the curve of that development of those players? And, you know, now that's just become something that's heavily being used. Uh, those that are involved in the hiring process, you know, farm directors and those that are coordinators, you know, they're uh, also wanting to use that technology. You know, a big thing that we also can look at, this has opened the door for, for women to really to break into professional baseball now uh, because of the technology that's out there, they're getting exposure to it. Um, you know, this year, just in general, just looking at, uh, you know, individuals that are now starting to make their way into professional baseball, you know, Alyssa Nockin who's with the giants, at the big league level, you know, mm -hmm. Rachel Balkovic with the Yankees, Rachel Folden with the, uh, with the Cubs. Uh, and then also Christina Whitlock, who is, is with the Cardinals. Uh, and also Veronica Alvarez, who has helped the last two years, with the Oakland A's in spring training, just having, uh, when you have access to, to technology that's out there, it truly can help you in terms of, because uh, one, our players today are more curious than ever in terms of understanding and wanting to know about, hey, why, what's happening here? What's going on with my swing? What am I seeing here bio biomechanically with my, you know, with my pitching, how I'm going about it? You know, just, it's just so much that's out there. Obviously looking at spin rates, everything else, it's a everybody's curious. And now if you can use that information and still have the ability to, uh, you know, have that personal touch, that's something that can be, be a huge, great combination, having 
understanding of technology, but also being able to relate to players and help them really truly develop and grow. Yeah, yeah that's that's great. Yeah, that's it's great to hear because I, you know, I think both of you talked a, a lot about relationships and trust, and and I think that that's that's something that that's that's huge. So, and this question for me is going to be for for both of you. Uh, when when you talk about, um, you know, really what we're here, you know, talking about minorities getting an opportunity um, at, at the next level. Um, yeah, I, I think I think we can all agree here on the call, and really everyone that there's there's been a lot of awareness brought to that that you know there's an issue. You know, everything from from ownership to on down to, to coaching. Um, what, what are some of the um, and, and not to say I don't want to put you on the spot saying this is a you know hey here's the solution right? Um, but but it, it just in, in in your thoughts, what 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 are some possible solutions and, and I think you know with, with Tyrone with what you're doing and you know really with both of you with what you're doing um, are, are solutions right but but to expand upon that a little bit more what are some solutions how can we diversify baseball um, even more I, I'd say a couple of things first and foremost you know uh, the individuals that you, we see at the big league level they all have a huge impact in terms of our kids that are growing and following the game. Uh, I know for me, my favorite player of all time was Eddie Murray and seeing him out there on the, play, on the playing field and then having, you know, when you see our players that are out there for finding ways to have it where those individuals are getting closer and closer and connected to our communities, that's, that's a huge plus. You know, I'll give a quick plug to the Players Alliance and the work they're trying to do uh, to really try to uh, make an impact and having kids and young individuals that are trying to break into the industry, they, they can see, hey, we're, we, we care about you. Uh, and they've done a good job of even reaching out to most recent draft picks as well as part of their programming. Um, you know, it starts for us to make sure hey, those that are already in it, we go back and we reach back to our communities and help first and foremost and see if we can do things on that. And uh, also what's going on in our country in terms of it's just made everybody reevaluate even their own process and how they've gone about uh, potentially trying to create change, you know, looking at what things have I not done and, uh, and what can I do to make things better. Uh, and first and foremost, by having opportunities available, yeah, that's where you really have to go back and look, hey, how can we make sure we're creating a, a diverse pool, you know, in terms of even when you're thinking about, hey, I'm going to hire somebody for a certain role. Have I gone about making sure I have a diverse slate as part of this whole process? Uh, and that's first and foremost, that's the biggest thing is open up our, open up our minds, being able to have those conversations to make sure that you know, we realize we're really pushing toward, hey, inclusivity to bring everybody to, together. Uh, but also, hey, how can we go about just creating the opportunity first and foremost? And, uh, and that's where, you know, we've, we've seen a lot of clubs having a lot more conversations now, really yeah. in terms of how they can go about creating more opportunity make sure they have not neglected, you know, in terms of looking out and considering everybody that's out there uh, from all different groups. Uh, and specifically uh, within the African-American community, knowing hey, there's a great pool of, of talent that's out there, the people that in all different aspects, whether the front office or coaching, different aspects of it, the, the talent is there. Now it's just a matter of how can we make sure individuals are aware of the opportunity and also helping bring people together first and foremost. 
Yeah, yeah, that, that that's a good point, and and I think Tyrone just you know to all the the, the leaders and, and head coaches out there, you said you know hey even if you know who you're going to hire or have a good feeling of, of who you're going to hire, hey get a diverse pool, interview um, you know minorities, female because as we all know right that, that's just a network, and all of a sudden that interview you walk away going man really impressed with X. And, and now, right, that's how the network starts. Or the next year you have an opening and then you know who you're going to hire, right? That, that, that's just a, that's a great point there. Yeah, what, what, what are your thoughts? I mean, um, I agree with everything Tyrone says, you know, and, you know, I think it's been right now is a very important time for us. Um, a lot of clubs have had to like really self-reflect and, and, and look at uh, their organizations. And the conversations have been had are, are being had that need to be had about, you know, who do we have in our hallways when we're walking down leading our leading our organization? You know, the coaching staffs see the faces just like the players do. And I think everybody's starting to realize that it's an issue. Um, so I think with what's happening right now, it's really huge for us because we're having those tough conversations. You know, I've been able to have multiple meetings with RGM, uh, David Stearns and and the the um, genuine uh, want to to change and find ways that we can be better um, is there. And I appreciate it as a coach to be able to have these conversations and the willingness to to want to do something about it. Um, and going back to the community thing, I think that's that's huge. Uh, what Tyrone sp spoke on, uh, you know, being able to bring these kids and, and and these fathers in a lot more and exposing them to the game of baseball as much as possible. Um, we've done camps and stuff like that and a community free camps at our old high school. You know, we raise money for them. But the reality of it is, you know, the after we leave that camp, these kids still can't afford it. So continuing to give these kids access um, and these fathers who get involved and, you know, coach their kids all the way up the ranks and become, you know, high school coaches or like make their way into college. And we get more and more of that. I think uh, we'll see uh, things, the ties kind of start to change. But it's it's it comes with all that stuff that he touched on, though, is just the, the, that self-reflection, those conversations. Um, you know, he's a huge resource. Tyrone is. I don't know how he has any time, man. I feel like he's always on the phone with somebody. Every time I talk to somebody, somebody goes, "Hey, man, I just talked to Tyrone Brooks. I was I was just talking to Tyrone Brooks the other day, and I'm like, man, he, how's he have any time to talk to anybody? <laughs> so, no, but he's a huge resource. So the the information that he has is so huge for us, and to be able to have the availability that he gives us for these conversations and kind of like create that foundation and 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 know what to do. Um, that's huge, it's huge for us. Hey, Spence, also one more thing. It was something where even like three weeks ago, I was, uh, somebody invited me to a small Facebook group that was a private group set up called Black Boys Play Baseball. Mm -hmm. And I was just shocked. I got on there and I saw all these kids and their families, you know, out there playing baseball, just showing you, hey, we're, we're out here in all mm -hmm. parts of the country. Mm -hmm. And just in a matter of like three or three or four weeks since I've joined the group's nearly like 3000 members. Really? I mean, just it's, there's kids that are out there, you know, and you see them in uniform, they're out there playing. Parents are showing video. Parents are asking for tips. You know, mm -hmm. I've had people from my own network that I've invited to join it as, as well. Um, just a great way to bring people together. Uh, they've also created another group 
for uh, for black girls that play softball as well. Mm-hmm. Just just keep letting people know that you know, hey, keep your kids out there playing. Play the game as long as they can. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the big thing is, use baseball or softball as a vehicle to get an education first and foremost. And uh, especially with the way our game is moving, you know, where our, our kids are coming out of college, that, that's where it's so it's going to be so important that the academic side is going to match up with the, the athletic side. So uh, just something that just keep our kids out playing the game as much as they can. Tyrone, I have, a, I guess, another question just kind of leading off of um, not just that, but what what is the how, how can we change the mindset of decision makers to to open up their network when they are making decisions or what, what are some things that we could ask them to do or how can we change that mindset? And I think, Spencer, you talked about it earlier, is that, um, you know, a lot of guys that are making those decisions or girls that are making those decisions have have one focus. How can we how can we change that mindset with the decision makers? Um, what, what are some things or some tools that we could provide them to kind of help them um, broaden their focus, I guess, with regards to diversity? Yeah, I mean, it's, that's a really good question, Mark. I mean, you look at there's been a lot of evidence in, from various research that has been done, even when you look at like corporate America, uh, in terms of when you value, truly value diversity, it's going to help make you a better organization overall. And if individuals and those that are in decision-making processes and leading those processes, if they can, if they fully grasp and understand that concept, that you have a great chance to make yourself better, create, uh, you know, an opportunity for different thought, you know, not all coming from the same exact perspective, you know, you have a chance to really hit areas that, that could be typically blind spots for you as an organization as a whole. So just having those conversations uh, and being able to really confront that is, is the, the challenge first and foremost that we all have to realize. And I, I think we, one, you just got to, you just kind of look around and see exactly what is it, what's going on in my environment and look at the people that I have that are truly involved is whether my cabinet or those that are helping me closely, you know, looking at, am I getting, is everybody all coming from the same exact background, you know, uh, or the same exact thought? And uh, just really trying to look truly, how can I make sure I have other opinions outside of that are normally like my own uh, and really being open to that. Uh, but really trying to really, the, the biggest thing is just appealing to that individual's heart. If they understand that, you know, there are a lot of talented people that are out there in all different aspects and different avenues of our game. And if you, are just going down one single path, then you're not getting the full full scope of everything that you can have to help yourself make the best decisions possible as an organization. Outstanding, yeah, absolutely. Great, Quentin, talk to me a little bit about um, you know some of the things, uh, maybe some some missteps, mistakes that 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 you know you have made, and and I know your coaching career is 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 early, but but just again, the people listening, myself, um, everyone, you know, what, what are some 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 you know mistakes that you made? And you you alluded to it a little bit of, of maybe coming in a little too hot as, as a coach. What what are some other things that you felt like you have just really learned uh, along the way? Um, sometimes uh, you need to learn how to do less. Um, like you said, you know, less is more. Um, most definitely there's times when we get so caught up 
in the teaching phase. Like we want to teach. Sometimes we need to just sit there and listen. Um, Tony Gwynn was very good at doing that with us. We would sit in the cages and we would hit off the tee all the time. And it, it would make you nervous because, you know, you got one of the greatest of all time uh, watching you and he wouldn't say anything. And every once in a while, he'd ask you a question and then you'd answer it and then he wouldn't say anything. And then he would let you just continue to hit. And he did to say yes or no um, with the way the ball's coming off the bat. But I think that was a huge uh, thing for me to, to, to go back to in my career as, as coaching, even though it's fairly new. Um, sometimes you don't need to say anything. Sometimes you need to just listen, see how somebody's brain is working, how they're working, allow them to self-correct um, and be there for that. And then encourage that along the way that they can do it and that they don't always need somebody holding their hand. So that was something that I really have had to work on um, and remember. It was, a, it was a huge learning point for me in my career when I had it. And I think it's huge for these kids to be able to understand that they can do it as well. So that's that's one of the the, the, the big ones. That's outstanding. Tony used to say he got to know who you is. And he allowed, <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he allowed you to be you, and but he he taught that way. You know, you got you got to know who you is and 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 um that you're so true. That's so true that, that he would kind of let you kind of struggle, um, you know, you know, but at the same time give you those little little cues to to, to change. Um, but that what it wasn't just him infusing his knowledge and um, his fear, right? I mean, he never utilized the Hall of Fame aspect. He would let you just kind of do it, and then he he might pull you aside and say, "Hey, why don't you try this?" Or, um, but yeah, it, it was a lot of the messages. A lot of times, like, "Who are you? You got to know who you is before we can even move forward." And that, and he would allow you to do that, and he'd figure that out and teach from there. That's a, that's a great point, and. and uh, um, great teaching point. Thank you. That was awesome. Tyrell, tell me, and, and I'm, we, we've had a chance to take some questions coming off of Twitter and, and our LinkedIn page, which we'll, we'll get into here in, in a little bit. Um, but I'm, I'm combining a, a couple questions. Okay. And this is, this is the two part number. Number one, I, I am a, a young black high school coach, uh, hitting facility, uh, trainer, uh, and I want to get into baseball or, um, and, and you've touched on this a little bit. Um, and so maybe you don't need to go in as much depth, but, um, you know, Hey, I, I'm a young black, uh, minor league college player who just finished my career. What, and I, I want to, I want a career in baseball. Right. And I know this is a little open ended, but, but what what do I what do I do? Maybe start with the with the high school coach, because that, that was definitely uh, I got three or four questions on that high school coach hitting facility type guy. Um, talk to us there a little bit. Yeah. The first thing I would do, one, at whatever level you're you're, you're currently working at. And that's where you just want to be as good as you can in, in your craft and what you're doing here uh, at that level. But then also looking at, you know, with the way our uh, our game is moving in terms of looking for talent and all different aspects, you know, utilize uh, the social media aspects that are out there that you can use, whether uh, Twitter or LinkedIn, just to build awareness uh, about the work that you're doing. Uh, you know, whether also whether Instagram as well, just different things that you can really try to utilize to put your stuff out there uh, and, and 
and, and also draw from, draw from that. Uh, but also, you know, informational interviews is a great element that I always tell a lot of individuals that are trying to break in, talk to others that are currently in, in the industry. You can find mm-hmm. a way to get a chance to, hey, can I get 15 to 20 minutes of your time just to get a chance to talk to somebody and, and ask questions. And you you uh, that, call that an informational interview? Yeah, informational interviews. That's just a, a great way uh, for anybody wow. who aspires to talk to somebody that's in the role that you want to you know, wow. aspire to go to. Uh, and that's where getting a chance to ask that person questions, uh, they're getting, and also they're, they're on the other side, they're getting a chance to get to know who you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's where you can have, start having those conversations. And then that's, that can really start to build and not something where you truly want something right at that moment, but just something where you're just trying to ask questions about, Hey, about their career or something that's going on currently in the industry that maybe that's affecting them as a whole and who they work for. Uh, and then also definitely, they can feel free to reach out to me for sure. You know, at, uh, at my email is tyrone.brooks at mlb.com. Uh, so I'm, I'm always looking, if I can help somebody, uh, getting a chance to ask them about their aspirations, what they really want to do, uh, taking a look at their resume, talking further about different things. And then hopefully at that point, I can put them in, in a position where I can recommend them to a club and help them in, in that form. And also you're give them resources. Blown up. also also take a look on on linkedin another area i I created a group called the baseball industry network that was created uh back in 2009 and that group is now over 36,000 members so it's a great avenue also put your work out there put yourself out there uh really build out your profile uh use it as something that truly is like your resume and uh and building a, a real imprint for yourself out there so people have an idea about what you're trying to do and where you're trying to go. Tyrone, I want to ask a question about like, what do you think about, there's a lot of those hitting conventions. There's also the online hitting things that you can do get certified in. I forget the name of them that I know mm-hmm. some of our coaches do that pretty much anybody can join and then get a cert, uh, get a certification for it for as far as like the hitting and also like winter meetings. Would you say like, it might not be a bad idea to go to winter meetings if you can and maybe like try to get in there and network as well. Or do you think that those avenues are kind of like not? Right. No, they're, they're all, they're all very good avenues in terms of uh, the baseball winter meetings is, is a great way to get in front of a lot of different individuals at the uh, major league and Marley level. Uh, this year is a little in question because of everything going on with currently, but normally it's just a great avenue. Uh, I even I put on a reception there as part of the diversity pipeline program. We put a thing there together to bring people together, uh, both clubs and also candidates that are looking for opportunities. Uh, you know, from a certification standpoint, I think definitely things that you can pick up, uh, whether it's uh, through you know, Driveline or Rapsodo, the different certifications that are out there. I think it's definitely a way to continue to educate yourself. Uh, and I realize there's a financial piece that's also part of that from being able to afford that. But if you can definitely it's a great opportunity uh, to continue to expand your knowledge base uh, going forward. Uh, and just, just finding ways uh, to showcase yourself, you know, using, just using your phone, just like that. You can, you can do that as a way. Uh, also take advantage of all the resources that are available with the ABCA first and foremost, you know, just a great opportunity to get a chance to actually go to the convention and being there, you're going to be in uh, just such a, a great opportunity to be in front of so many different people. Uh, at all different levels. And now, uh, just in my own experience, seeing how 
so many different groups from professional baseball now are at the ABCA, uh, in addition to those that are coming from the collegiate high school ranks. Just being there, uh, you know, that opportunity, taking advantage of the clinics that are, that are taking place there as well, which is a, just a great, great plus for anybody that's there um, just to take advantage of it. So I definitely would encourage anyone, you know, to definitely talk to other people, you know, iron sharpens iron, getting a chance to engage other people, ask questions, and, and really help your development from that standpoint. Tyrone, would you say that 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 the the networking piece is the 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 separator um, that, that that can move someone's career, like the scenario that that Spencer you just asked about a young you know high school coach? Do you feel like the networking piece? Uh, you know, I, I know the education information are very powerful, but sounds to me like is that the separator ultimately? The networking, getting out there putting yourself out there. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, it, it truly is a separator because it's, you're, you're building that awareness uh, in terms of people might not even know who you are, but at least by you're getting in front of other people, they're getting a sense. And now it's about, once you get in front of somebody, now it's a case where you have your chance to shine in terms of showcasing your actual skills, having conversations, uh, but you have to help, help yourself to really put yourself out there. You just really can't be afraid uh, to uh, put yourself out there talking to individuals that may, you may not even have any any connection with, but really just taking advantage of that opportunity. The one thing about our game of baseball uh, is you can't do it alone. There has to be somebody else who sees something in you, but you have to put yourself out there in position to do that because uh, it truly it takes other people to help you along the way. Uh, it's It's really about it's uh, you know, obviously it's about who, you know, but also it's really about who really knows you, you know, first and foremost. So, uh, so that's where if you can help yourself to put yourself in an environment with different associations, you know, whether uh, the work that we're doing with the diversity and baseball committee, uh, you know, the Buck O'Neill professional scouts and coach association, uh, Frank Robinson, uh, baseball coach association, different things like that. You've got to put yourself out there. Uh, you know, even when I was, in the process when I was with Pittsburgh as a, as a, as a person who was leading our pro scouting department, I hired a lot of individuals because I got to know them through the Buck O'Neill professional scouts and coach association, just from people. I got to know them better. And then that gave me that comfort of when, when I did pull the trigger to hire that person that I really had thoroughly vetted them, got a, got a sense of who they were, their, their, their background, their belonging, how they wanted to go about making an impact. And, uh, and that's where we have to we have to continue to do that. Yeah. And before I know I know we got to move on, but I just want to piggyback on that just because I'm I'm a firm believer in it. And Tyrone has dealt with it way longer and more than I have. But I just know, you know, um, you have to send out your resumes as much as possible and blast those out. But as as much as you can get in front of people, like mm -hmm. you said, and have those conversations because it's easy to click out of an email and it's easy to turn a page. But when you're sitting there and you're building these relationships, and and what I had to learn too is like use it as practice. Like not everyone has to be the home run that gets you there. And I mm -hmm. talked to somebody the other day who um, before last season um, interviewed for a managerial job. And he said it was, I knew I wasn't getting the job, but it was good practice. And mm -hmm. sometimes that's how you have to look at it. When you go into these conventions and you go and you put yourself in front of people, it's just practice, put yourself in uncomfortable situations, you know, and, and realize that your personality will shine. And then that's what people are going to remember. And that's what's going to be able to carry you forward. And you connect with other people. And then that helps you along the way. And it might not be with them, but they'll remember you for something else that may come up 
with another organization or another team, but get yourself out there as much as possible. Allow your personality to come through because it's tough to move on paper. So I'm, I'm a firm believer. I just want to touch on that because I, I would fully agree with what Tyrone is saying. Yeah, it's like I, I look back even my own career. Uh, 2015, I actually interviewed to uh, be the, the general manager of the Brewers. And I, <laughs> and I went through that opportunity. Hmm. I could have been there with you, Q, at this point. Uh -oh. <laughs> but I went through that process with the Brewers. And yeah, the owner of the Brewers, Mark Antanasio, he actually truly he talked to the commissioner, Commissioner Manfred, and that's partially how things kind of got started with me in terms of coming to Major League Baseball. So thanks to, you know, Mark and his, his comments and feedback from my interview process, that's where he ended up helping to spread the word to the commissioner and, and make sure he was aware. And when they were looking to build out the diversity pipeline program, that, that's partially how some of that even kind of came about. Yeah, that. I, I, yeah, I'll tell you one thing that I, I, I know that if we need to kind of circle back around to the term that you just used that, that uh, is going to be so impactful for young people, young coaches, informational interviews. Um, what, what it does, Q, is kind of what you're talking about. It's networking. It's putting yourself out there. Um, and it's, it also gives you ownership. If, you, if you're willing to do those things, you're putting yourself in front of people, a job that you, like you said, that you might want to do someday. Um, you have to be assertive. You have to be aggressive. You got to be able to do it um, and be willing to, like what you said, Q, knowing that you might not be getting that position, but it's, it's allowing you grow professionally. Um, Again, one more time, informational interviews. That's awesome. I know, Spencer, you wrote it down, and I know you're going to use it in your program. Um, and, and I'm going to use it in my program. It's outstanding stuff. Yeah, that, that's, that's huge. And, and ultimately, I, I think what you guys are, are all, what we're all talking about here is, is your, your, your building skills, right? Whether you're talking about a networking skill or you're talking about a uh, you're, you're trying to present, right? I mean, if it's really your goal, you know, Quentin, and I think you can, you know, I've got a question I want to follow with this with, but, you know, people think, hey, you've got, you've got great ideas, but now, you know, you, you've got to go in front of Kristen Yelich, right? And present, you know, how he can become a better base runner, right? There, there's a, there's a skill to that. Right. And, and, and I know you, you know, you, you have that skill. I just, again, I can just feel it right here in, in, in talking with you because it's, you know, it's not going to be all about you. And, it, you know, so I, but but those are all skills. I, I, I sit here with, with Coach Brown. I, I laugh my first year coaching like, man, I, I just wanted to, you know, fix, 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 had all the answers. And, and I just, you know, I, I laugh at, at myself. OK, so I want to I want to build off of that. Um, with with where the, the game of baseball is going, the money and, and, and on the college side, and, and just just the, um, the 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 fame of the game, uh, I feel this is my personal feeling. Uh, people will come to me and say, Spence, you know, hey, I want to break in. You know, how did you do it? And and the first thing I tell them is, I say, <laughs> no. When, when I when I started in 02, it was a lot easier, right, than it is now. I feel it's really really tough to break in. Um, but, but just, just talk a little bit about that Quentin of, of, again, kind of building off of what, what is that, that advice that, that you would continue to throw out there, um, to people that not, obviously not discouraging. Um, and then the second thing I really want you to focus on is what about the sacrifice you've made? Um, whether it's, you know, with, with, with family, with just, 
you know, your, your time in the game, what sacrifices have you, have you made? Yeah. Um, to touch on the first one, like we said, um, put yourself out there as much as possible. Um, when it comes to it, have those conversations and have real conversations with people. Um, and understand what it is you truly want to do. What is your plan? Like, where do you want to be? I remember uh, Tyrone asked me that when I had a conversation with him, like, what are you looking to do? Understand what is it going to take for you to get there? Um, but have a plan, have an idea. If you go in there kind of unsure of where you necessarily want to be, I kind of want to be a hitting coach, but at the same time, I can also see myself doing this or doing that. You have to be uh, definite in what it is you really, really want. And then, cause that, that is, you can feel that when you're having a conversation with somebody and, and they get an understanding of who you are and what you truly, truly want. So um, putting that out there as much as possible and having those conversations is the biggest piece. Um, the sacrifices for me, um, you know, towards the end of my career with my son and stuff like that, it would break my heart. You know, I'd be leaving the next day and he'd come in and he'd tell me he wants me to quit and he would cry and he would cry. And uh, it was tough, man. And it was, it was hard. And he, he told me he wanted me to be a, a YouTuber so I could stay home. He wants me to just sit at home and play video games all day like he watches on YouTube. He says we can make a lot, a lot of money that way. Uh, I don't think he quite understands, but that's not going to work. So, so um, but uh, fortunately, this this role that I was able to do was an easy transition for me because I'm able to leave a little affiliate for a couple of days and go to another affiliate and then come back home. Um, so it's been a lot easier um, in that sense, my kids followed me my whole career until my son started going to school. Mm -hmm. So this has been a nice change for us. I mean, spring training is long. Um, it's a lot of work. And I will tell these guys, I tell all these players, like I tell Yelly, I tell all these guys, Lorenzo Kane, if you think spring training was hard as a player, it is nothing until you're a coach because we are the first ones there and we are the last ones to leave and we never get to sit down. So that is one of the hardest. My body has never hurt as bad as it hurts during spring training uh, yeah. ever since I started coaching. So those are the little things like just always having to be turned on is, is a, is a big one. Like if your energy level falls, the, the player's energy level is going to fall. Always having to be ready, always trying to motivate. Um, you talked about base running. I talked to the kids like, you know, it's a want thing. You know, you have to want to be a good base runner. You have to want to do it. You know, I, sit here and give you all the explanations of what to do the ins and out but if you get on big on base and you can't flip that switch to become a base runner then then you're showing us that you don't want to and you're fine with just being on base this is a game that we are trying to win and base running is a huge part of it and i harp on the fact that nobody wants to talk about it until the playoffs come around and it costs you a game and then everybody says what happened what's he doing if we haven't been talking about it or thinking about it all season i can't expect you to all of a sudden turn it on now so just making people accountable for what they're doing on the base paths and you have to work on it. You have to perfect it. It has to be a part of your game. So those are the parts that I just really try to focus on. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a, that's a good point you, you bring up with it is, is we're, we're, we're going to do obviously the, the college uh, section of this as well. And one of the things I, I would always recommend, you know, if whether wherever you're at college coach, you know, junior college, high school, is if you get a chance to sit in on a, a spring train, I had actually a chance to do this this year, right? I got there at 6.30 in the morning. I was late to the meeting. The meeting, you know, they, they had already started. Um, it, it, it was an hour and a half, almost two hours 
before a, a, a ball was even that, you know, we're, we're playing catch, you know, and, and, and I, I had to go as, as we had games. I was in Florida. But I think I think that speaks to it is that, OK, hey, I, I want to be a minor league coordinator. Right. But do you really understand? Because I did. I've been in the game and I didn't truly understand the work that goes into it. And it's all baseball. You flip that, and Coach Martinez would say this on, on the on the college side. You know, we get a little bit of scouting, right, and then we get to to, to coach a little bit, right, and and then you know we, we get some wonderful compliance paperwork that we get to do. <laughs> you know, and, and so I think I think that's important for people to understand of what you're getting into. You know, is that, is that yeah, oh, most definitely. And I think a lot of times, you know, we look at the glory parts. It's the same thing with baseball when you're playing the sport. You know, you you see the seven o'clock, you know, first pitch, and then you see the game over at ten, and that's all it was. Like I just want to be there, be on the top step, trying to help. But you don't see the hours in the cage. You don't see, you okay. know, getting there early to make sure that we have all the information already drawn out, the player plans, everything for that game, or all that, all those, those process scores and all this stuff that we're going to be incorporating into the players to have the conversations before we go out, before the conversation, before we come in to then go back out and then practice again and come back in and go back out. And then we got a game. So, and then you got the guys who want to hang around and then want to get some more work in after. I mean, guys that are really, really hungry. I mean, I've seen, I've seen some crazy things happen around 1130, 12 o'clock when everybody's at home and there's a guy still in the cage hitting. And we can't leave until he's gone. And we want to make sure that he has access to become the greatest player he can possibly be. So if I go home, I'm doing him a disservice. So those are the things. But those are also the great things, too, because you see somebody break out of it. And it means so much because you you are just as much emotionally involved in this person as he is. And once I started coaching, you start understanding why coaches say, man, I you're costing me sleep, man. You're costing me sleep. I can't sleep. <laughs> Like, we got to figure this out. So I totally understand at the same time. But also, I don't like to let them know because they feel that, too. So always, just if for any piece of advice, even though you're stressing out, act like you're not. <laughs> act as if. Because if you're freaking out, he's freaking out. And then this is, this is not going to stop for a while. So lie to him a little bit. It's okay to lie a little bit. <laughs> yeah. uh, I I have a, I have a quick question for both of you guys. You know, we talked a little bit about, not a little bit, a lot about networking. Um, you know, and I can tell you that I have, you know, several people that have, that have impacted my career, um, you know, from Jump Street and even now. But I guess, you know, A, you know, I would love to know who your influencer was to kind of help you springboard yourself into what you're doing now. Um, and then, um, I, I guess for younger coaches and stuff, how do they know? Like, how does that, how do you know when, when that person is trying to kind of move you along? Cause I think that, that sometimes what happens is that kind of things that we've talked about earlier, there's some helplessness to it. Like, how do I get in the game? How do I advance my career? I'm a, I'm a JV coach at a high school. I want to get into college. I want to get into pro ball. Um, but I would love to know who your influencer, you know, it, it doesn't have to be one, but who are your influencers and, and kind of what they did for your career. Um, and, uh, and then for our other guys is that look around because there's people that are wanting to help you. And sometimes you don't see it because you're so tunnel visioned or you're kind of, maybe you're just kind of giving up on your, your, your aspirations, but, uh, how do you recognize that? So like, I guess one of y'all's go first. I, I would love to hear that story. Yeah, I'll start in terms of uh, 
having those individuals that you can have that really, really take hold and really want to help you and want to see you do well. Um, you know, for me, uh, Dayton Moore, who is the general manager of the, of the Royals, uh, I worked for 10 years with him in Atlanta and, you know, my opportunity to work under him. I mean, he provided so much for me as somebody that was a sounding board. I could talk to you about just about anything. And, you know, and it was something I, I truly learned working in that environment, how, you know, how I was going about to help him and others within my department uh, really, you know, you really get an understanding that if you're doing the best you can and doing all the little things to help somebody who you're supporting and you help them continue to you know, get success, you know, hopefully they're going to recognize your talents along the way and also want to see you come along for that ride with them as well. And I, I saw that during the course of my time in Atlanta working with him, you know, John Sherold, who was the GM of the club for those many years, uh, led the Braves to 14 straight division titles. And I, I was there for 10 of those being there, I, I learned a ton also just from him, and uh, and he gave me my first opportunity. And I'm I'm just I'm so grateful for the opportunity that both he and Dayton gave me. Uh, but the two of them played a played a big role in a lot of that, and just the little things that I could do to support you know the staff that we had there uh, meant a lot because the, the things I was doing was helping them, and they realized that and saw the value. Uh, so it, it's it's truly something where there, there is uh, so many little things that you can just take care of doing those things, people will recognize that. And, and so it's so vital that you do have, you know, those mentors that can truly uh, help shape you people you can, you can ask questions, uh, just have that, that ability to, the you know, sometimes have those tough conversations. And, uh, and that's something that I, I truly value in, in my opportunity to, to work in the game uh, and get started at the age of 22 and, at the time, I was like the youngest full-time employee we had at the time with the Braves, uh, and just having that opportunity to, to and they, and they all they both look different than me, and just having that ability to uh, somehow see how I can relate to them, and also them, you know, providing nuggets of information to help me was something that was vital. You? Yeah. Um, I mean, my list is long. I'm not going to go all the way down this long, but um, you know. You know, of course, Tony was huge for me. He's the biggest mentor, um, father figure for me. Tina, as you've been so uh, huge in my development, I mean, I'm sure you don't even realize it. You know, all the times you've had me come and talk and put me in front of everybody and have me work with these guys has really helped me develop in those situations. Some, you know, in the beginning, it was uncomfortable for me, but it helped me grow and become better and helped me become a better coach for putting me in those situations. Um, you know, I've had so many coaches um, under under uh, that I've played under for 13 years that I played. Um, Kevin Jordan was huge for me coming up. He taught me how to be, you know, how to relate with players and never forget. That's something that I always, always used, and and it was huge for me. Um, and then Steve Rocap, who was another manager that I butted head heads with for a very long time, but he's always been with me. He's always put my name out there with people um, when they ask. For someone and he's, he's really been a lot of help for me but being under joe madden one of the things i mean i've been able to learn so much from him i was only with him for two months um him and jim leland um were a lot of help for me in order to how to go about things you play for a lot of really really good managers and then you play for some some not so good ones so you learn a lot from both and two of those guys have put stuff into me and um that that have helped me push along and uh you know the brewers and and Tom Flanagan and Eduardo Brizuela, who um, 
saw something in me that, you know, Carlos, um, our first Sabero was our first base coach when I was with the Brewers and he helped me out. He's the one that actually like pushed for me to get the job um, mm. because of our conversations and, and understanding that I had some, some, some knowledge about the game. Um, and Tom and Eduardo, you know, gave me all the, the, the love and they, they trusted me and wanted me to be able to do it my way and, and giving me that leash. And I think that's huge as far as a coach who comes into something for the first time, who was afraid of stepping on toes and they made me feel as if I could do whatever it is I wanted. And I think that that was a huge moment for me um, and allowed me to be who I wanted to be um, jumping right into the game of coaching. So. Mark, let me also mention one more thing Uh, Uh for me, uh, Steve Williams with the, he's with the Pittsburgh pirates as a director of pro scouting. You know, I've known Steve for over 20 years now and he's been a huge influence and, and really been such a, a great sounding board for me over for many, many years. You know, I first met Steve at the time I was really just a couple years in and had a chance to go out in the field as a scout at that point. And then eventually went back into a, the front office and even along the way. And we had a chance to cross paths and work together in Pittsburgh and uh, just having somebody like him is like a, almost as like a brother, but also somebody that was a, can always kind of keep me in check basically and, and have that person you can, even if you feel like you need to vent, you know, somebody that you can talk to. Uh, he's been such a huge, you know, asset to me and so many others. And uh, I'm, I'm just, you know, thankful for the opportunity and relationship I have with him and how he's been able to help mold me and others along the way uh, as we're making our pathway through our this journey. Because truly, you know, working in baseball truly is about a journey. And, you know, you're going to have these initial steps and then you're going to you're going to make some serious sacrifices along the way. Uh, at the early points, especially, um, and whether you're transitioning from a, a player to now all of a sudden getting into a coaching role or in a front office role, you know, with the time away from your family that you already had, you know, now you're going to be dealing with that further, continuing with that, um, and just having uh, those sacrifices. And I, I think one of the things I remember early, especially in my career, is uh, when John Sherrold first hired me, he, he was basically saying, hey, I know you can make a lot more money uh, doing something else in corporate America, but this is what I have for you. And, you know, I just ran with the opportunity because it was something that I truly wanted to do something that you really have a case where you do a job where every day you love what you're doing. And if you stay in the game long enough, you're going to get taken care of. And I, I try to tell a lot of students and also those that are transitioning into to baseball is if you can just put yourself in a position where you're doing something that you love to do, the game will have a way to, to take care of you along the way. And you continue to move your way up uh, and keep growing, keep developing. You know, it's going to be something that you're going to every day have that fulfillment of what you're doing on a, on a daily basis. Absolutely. Spence? Awesome. Coach Martinez, I, I want to, as, as we kind of start to wind this down, and, and, and I want to go to Tyrone and Quentin, kind of with just with your, your, your final thoughts, right, with, with um, you know, final thoughts on and it, whether it's advice or just, just thoughts that you have. But I, I do want to highlight this because I think that this is, um, you know, for, for all you assistant coaches out there. And, and I definitely was not patient like Coach Martinez, but I think it's important to uh, highlight how, how many years, Coach, um, were, were you an assistant? Uh, 25, 25 right. years, so, you know, and, and, and really it's a, um, 
Tyrone, like you said, I wasn't paid a whole lot at the front end, but you know, the one thing that I did learn from, you know, the people that I worked for, uh, my first boss, um, Rich all day was loyalty. You know, I think that, and maybe I, I took that to a fault, but um, I learned so much of baseball and, and growth and development under, under Rich, you know, uh, at the division one level, University of New Mexico. Um, and then um, Coach Gwen pried me away from the University of New Mexico. Again, that was kind of my family. It's where my kids were born, was at Albuquerque. Um, and then um, I had the opportunity to, to, to come and work for Tony um, for nine years. And again, just the, the growth and development um, that, that I got from, from Tony. But during that time is that I, I got to, you know, kind of what we're talking about, just meet so many people in the game, networking and be connected with USA Baseball. Obviously, ABCA has given me so much, you know, learning opportunities, going to conventions and networking. But um, yeah, I was patient. Um, and maybe to a fault, but at the same time, I wouldn't change it for anything. I'm very, very fortunate, um, you know, and then you have somebody that believes in you. Um, it doesn't hurt that it's Tony Gwynn, but, you know, he believed in me and he believed in me when I, you know, we had an opportunity to meet when, when his son was playing at San Diego State and um, Tony was kind of helping out Wayne down his career and I got to meet him. And um, like I said, um, he pried me away, for, you know, to, to, to come here. And, I, and I'm so thankful to have uh, him and in, in my life still every day. Um, but um, yeah, it took a lot, a lot of time, you know, and, and patience and perseverance and, and uh, uh, a lot of macaroni cheese and, so, you know, a lot of stale hamburgers and stuff. But, uh, um, you know, a, a, again, just the, the, the opportunities that I have along the way, the journey was unbelievable. And, and the people that I got to meet, um, uh, and so, yeah, I, I guess you, you pointed that out cause you, you see the gray in my beard and I'm, old. <laughs> no. I'm, uh, I'm winding down the career. Um, no. I don't, I don't, you know, so, but, but, but yeah, it, it, it was an unbelievable journey, but I think that is something that, that, you know, get, there, there's only what 283 division one head coaching jobs in the country, very hard to break in, um, in doing that. And so, Again, I, I consider myself a very lucky one, but I, I honestly would tell you that I'm, I'm really lucky to just be in the game as long as I have, you know, and, and it's just been a great ride. And so you get into it, you got to kind of strap it on and, you know, cue, you only got another 25 years of, of you know, working with the, the base runner before your manager. So good luck, man. I'll try to hold it down, man. I'll try to hold it down. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, what, what are just a couple of thoughts that I had as guys were talking that we'll let Tyrone and Quentin finish this up. I think a good practice um, when, when you, you, you have those mentors or you have those uh, informational interviews is to follow up, right? With, with a, maybe it's a handwritten uh, letter um, or, um, you know, just, just the follow up. I, I think that that's, that's, a, that's a really good skill. Um, it's, a, it's a really good opportunity. Um, anytime you can look to add value, right, in, in relationships, sometimes, you know, you're, you're working and, and you're putting, you, you, maybe you're doing some of your stuff for social media, but, you know, maybe you can throw an idea to uh, uh, Quentin Berry, who's the, who's the base running uh, coordinator, right? Hey, here are some thoughts that I had, right? Anytime that you do some of that, try to add value, put yourself out there. Uh, I, I think those are, those are just two really, really good 
uh, practices. One, one thing I, I want to say, because I, I guarantee everyone on this call here, um, you know, when you talk about influences, right? My, my mom, for me, um, you know, I, I can't tell you how much she's meant for me in, in the sense that, you know, I, I, I had a, a full-time teaching job and I, and I told her, I said, hey, mom, I'm going to go uh, uh, volunteer you know, at, at the University of Iowa, she said, great, you know, how much money, you know, what, what, what's, you know, what, and I said, mom, I'm, I'm going to go volunteer. <laughs> she, but, but you know what, she, she never uh, batted an eye. She, she helped me through. And, and, and I guarantee each, each one of us here has had that, um, that's someone that's going to help. Um, and so you just don't make sure you don't, don't forget those people because uh, we, and I think Tyrone said it, we all need people, people within the industry uh, and people on, on, on the, the, the backside supporting us. Uh, so I, I just think that that's, that's so important. So um, Tyrone, why, why don't you uh, finish this up? Just some, some parting thoughts. Yeah. I mean, I think when anybody that has a dream to, to work in, in baseball in whatever form, you know, just a couple of things that you really just, I think need to continue to keep focus on. You know, one, keep educating yourself, keep looking for ways to grow uh, and have that growth mindset of how I'm going to, you know, really hone my craft, but also be open to other ideas that are out there, you know, be looking uh, and keep evaluating things that are out there. You know, also you know, going about just keep networking, you know, continue to put yourself out there. Don't be afraid. You're going to have a lot of times people are going to say no. But all it really comes down to is that one person that truly believes in you and gives you that opportunity. That's all it really takes. So you're going to have to continue to don't be afraid to put yourself out there, be persistent uh, and really try to also find individuals that uh, can really assist you in terms of being a mentor, potentially uh, those that you can you know, hopefully build trust with uh, and, and they have to really truly build trust with you. Uh, to put yourself in a position to to come into an opportunity, uh, and just don't be don't be afraid of that time when you do get rejected, and just keep pushing forward, and uh, just keep believing in yourself, and uh, uh, and just continue that that element, and that's that's going to go a long way because uh, you can talk to a lot of different people, and they've all had rejection along the way, but they were able to keep pushing forward, and then we're able to get that opportunity, and now once you get that opportunity make the very best of it and fully take advantage of the opportunity that you've been given uh, and also be, be thankful for others following up. Like, like you mentioned Spence in terms of, uh, you know, whether it's an email or a handwritten note, you know, people remember that. And uh, remember this is a people business as a whole. So we have to always continue to remember that going forward. So, but uh, thank you for that. And I'm, I'm thankful for that opportunity to be here and get a chance to talk with all of you. Thanks, Tyrone. Q, what do you got? Uh, no, you touched on some really good stuff. I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. Uh, get the resume out as much as possible, but get that personality out in front of it as well and get to meet these people um, and and connect as much as you can. Um, there's always keep the bridges open. Don't burn any bridges and allow those things to connect some way. Somehow you never know who's going to come around and throw your name in a hat. Um, also, at the same time, in this game of coaching, you know, uh, the biggest thing, key that I always try to remember is it's a hard game. It's a very hard game. And the best coaches and everything that I ever had remember that how hard this game is. Sometimes we got to put our pride aside and uh, 
allow this the reality of things uh, to come into play. And also the fact that be a coach because you love the coach and also because you want to develop the players. A lot of times you run into these coaches who are, have more of their own self um, wants and, and needs ahead of the players. And those to me, I'm speaking more on a player's part and as I take it into coaching, um, we're some of the worst coaches that I've ever had. It's really about the players and the development and getting to know these players as much as possible. You will be the best coach you can possibly be. And with that, you will climb and uh, be there right at the end of that tunnel with the players when they succeed. So I just I encourage everybody to stay motivated and work hard, stay open mind, adapt with the game. The game is constantly changing. So like Tyrone constantly says, educate yourself, stay open, um, learn as much as you can and adapt the environments and the players that you will get because they will always be different. So um, I hope that that helps and, and helps you guys develop and get out there. Awesome. Awesome. Q. Hey, you know, I think Spencer, you talked about this, you know, our group developing in the diversity committee is almost two and a half years ago. Um, obviously it's taken a lot of time and work to get to the point where we are. And um, we understand that, that, that we have so much work to do with our diversity group, Frank Robinson Baseball Association. Um, you know, it, there's a lot of work to be done. And so first and foremost is that you guys were kind of part of the first pitch. So you guys threw a strike. Great job. Thank you guys for doing that. Um, this, this was our first pitch. And I think the one thing, you know, for young coaches is that understand that, that, that our group is, it was formed to create opportunity and, and hopefully those opportunities kind of intersect with a career path that, that, that young people, um, diverse people, minorities are looking to get in the game. And so it's really simple. If you want us, we're here to mentor, we're to help. We're not going away. We're going to, we're in it for a long, long time. Um, it's a very simple deal. You can go on the abca.org, um, look in our group, all our contact information. Um, Tyrone's is in there as well. He's already kind of throwing it out there. So he's going to get a lot of hits. Um, uh, and a couple other, you know, the Frank Robinson, uh, uh, coaches association, we want you to get involved. You can hit us on Twitter. Um, there's a lot of other things that's growing. Those are things that we're trying to do. And so, um, we want to be mentors. We want to create opportunities and we want those opportunities obviously to intersect with, with, with those career paths that, that people want to do. And so we have a lot of work to do. Um, we are just getting off the ground and it's taken us two and a half years to get to this point and, and to, to kind of start this, this journey. Um, and so um, again, I can't, Tyrone, Quentin, obviously Spencer, thank you guys so much for including me in this opportunity. Um, Ryan, thank you so much for having us on. Um, very humbled and honored to be a part of it and looking forward to a lot more down the road. And so um, I know this was the first pitch, but expect, uh, you guys need to expect that we're going to be calling on you uh, um, down the road as well to, 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 to come back and, and help us kind of edu educate and inform people and, and make them better and hopefully create opportunities, uh, you know, for, for our group that we're trying to reach. So thank you. Thanks again. And thank you very much. Thank you, Spencer. Yeah, awesome. I, I couldn't have said it better, Mark. And, and you know, the, the, the couple things that I heard from me, guys, is just that, um, you know, really creating that, that hope um, and, and, and creating uh, the, the opportunities uh, as they are, they're out there. Um, I think that that's important. I think the last thing that I just want to do, and, and 
I'm part of this as well. It's just that that call to action. All of us that are in leadership roles, you know, Tyrone, you you inspire me, man. Just just you know everything that you do. Um, you know, you're all about lifting others up. You know, and and I've got to be better in that role. Uh, and and it's um, this is not just you know for people who are trying to break into the game. I've got a responsibility um, to to help make the game better as well. And and so. I think that that, as much as we're trying to help, um, we, we as people who are in the game have got to lift up and, and find ways to lift others up. And so, Quentin, I, I know that again, just just in talking with you and and, and uh, hearing from you, man, that that's what you're all about. Um, really inspired by by both of you. Um, just want to say thank you, Ryan. Thank you, ABCA. Um, and we hope to uh, hear from you guys uh, out there soon. Thanks for listening. And thank you guys. Yep. I thank all four of you guys. It's a huge step. Um, and since I have you guys, and I'm not sure if the video portion will get used, Quentin and Spencer, can you have the One Plus Effect t shirts on? Can you guys talk about the Tony Kemp? I think it's Gideon's Army. Um, I, do either of you guys want to touch base on that? I mean, because it's something that I don't really know about, but I love the T-shirts. And is it something you guys want to address? I know it's off topic here. This It's not a career development issue, but do you guys want to touch base on that at all? I got you. Go ahead, Spen. For me, I mean, Tony Camp, if you, if you haven't, the best way is just to Google it. There, there's a little one minute video of kind of how it got started, but, but I, I just love the, the, the concept on the back of the shirt. It says be the change, right? I mean, that, that's just a, that, that's just a great really motto to, 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 to live your, your life. And, and um, so I, I, yeah, I, I think that that's something that for me, what Tony Kemp is, is doing, um, there's a lot going on, right? And sometimes it can seem massive, um, but but affecting one person, the, the plus one effect, um, if, if we all do that, um, the, the world um, will improve. I'm not going to say all problems are going to go away, but um, that I think that's really the, the, the basis of, of, the, of, of the, the concept. Great yeah, stuff. I, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Quentin. I'm sorry. I just, I just, it's, exactly that and i think that sometimes we think too broadly or we we get too big in the numbers and it's just really it's going to be it's going to take time and if we can do it one person at a time and we're not trying to change you know 60 million people all at once we're just trying to get one person if we can all do our part and try to start these conversations to get people to get on on board with us and and understand that there are issues out there that need to be handled then 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 that's what we can do and if we can affect that change we can and back to the coaching portion for coaches out there listening in don't be scared to reach out especially if you're a young coach you are going to be nervous you're going to be scared don't be scared to reach out my email is rbrownlee at abca.org that's what we're here for we're here to help so thanks again to all four of you for coming on thank Thank you awesome thank you huge thanks to tyrone quentin spencer and mark All four of these are shining examples of why baseball is in a great place and continues to grow. Coach Allen and Coach Martinez knocked it out of the park. This will definitely be a go back and listen listen to episode for me. This is Ryan Brownlee signing off for the American Baseball Coaches Association. Thanks and leave it better for those behind you.